You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In a world where film studios have pillaged every young adult novel, DC'd every comic book series, and Frankenstein every silver screen monster in search of the next movie mega franchise. Two nerds. Two movies. One cinematic universe. This is Jasper. And this is Randy. We watched 18 movies. And now, for the extended cinematic universe. <laughs> yes, this is, uh, that was... Kind of weak, actually. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so this is the season two finale. Hey, Jasper. Most people take most people take their in between season break after the finale. We're not most people. <laughs> We're not. We're not. We took it before. <laughs> so you might have noticed we took a week off. Chances are you didn't, but you might have. Well, we're back with the season two finale. Episode 20, uh, in in case you're very confused by what we're talking about, uh, so we decided sometime around episode number nine that every 10 episodes... (laughs) Pretty late season one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much at the end of season one. We're like, this is a season now, and this is the end of it. So uh, every 10 episodes is a season. Every 10th episode, we're going to look back on the previous nine episodes, and we're going to do a special episode about it. Wow, I've just said episode way too many times. It's like you're having an episode. So basically, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, wow, you stopped me dead on that one. I didn't know how to, I just I don't know how to recover. Uh, so basically, not unlike last time, not unlike ep- episode 10, we're going to do a similar type thing. Uh, I, th- I have a feeling the finales will evolve and change occasionally. We got some votes on which double feature are people's favorite. And we also have some pitches because this was really, really the reason for the season finales is so we have an excuse to be able to go back and be like, you know what? Because for the most part, except for when Jasper uh, Jasper decides to break the rules, episode 19, and go outside of the episode, the double feature we're covering on hand. For the, most part, we, for the most part, we stick to the double feature we pick when we do our shared cinematic universe mashups. But... We figured it'd be super fun to have an opportunity to go back and be like, you know what? What if we could mix and match those or combine a bunch of them? So that's what the season finale is all about, and that's what we're going to do. First off, let's start with this. So here's how this season went. We kicked it off with Seven and Hellraiser, a What's in the Box theme. I don't have them listed in order here, so I'm just going to read them off. We did Drive in the Transporter, Driver Double Feature. We did Big and Jack, Kids, Big kid, Adult... Kids in child bodies. Wait, no. Children in adult bodies. (laughs) Well, that sounds weird. (laughs) We did. The one that we've been looking forward to since starting the podcast. The double feature we've been planning since before we even recorded episode one. AVP Alien vs. Predator and Freddy vs. Jason. For our epic Alien vs. Predator vs. Freddy vs. Jason episode. Uh, We did Krampus... And Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. It's one of our two Christmas episodes. Our other Christmas episode was Home Alone and Die Hard. We also did uh, Trick or Treat and Devil's Candy, speaking of holiday episodes. The Birds and the Deadly Bees, that was your brainchild. 
That's a regret of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, dude, in concept, it's funny. It made me laugh, and it gave me an opportunity to rewatch Hitchcock. Hardcore Henry and Crank 2 High Voltage. We ran a poll, Jasper, to get people's favorite double feature that we covered, and I specified not necessarily the best episode, like not at all the best episode of ours, not even the best movies, just the best double feature, whether conceptually like the theme or just the best pairing of movies or just the like the most fun sounding double feature to watch. And I ran a poll and I got some votes. Do you want to know who they voted on? Do you want to know what? the results of this? Where? Yes. Okay. The most popular double feature is not one, but two double features. Jasper, two. We got a tie. We got a tie. This actually surprises me a little bit. Drive and the Transporter, as well as Big and Jack. They're definitely, like, those double features are very thematically tied. So that makes sense. I'm just kind of surprised. The one that surprises me is the is the Big and Jack being up there with that. I thought more Seven and Hellraiser would be tied with Drive and Transporter, but I think what brought the Drive Transporter one is Drive. Drive brought that that up. That's the one I voted for. Honestly, people love. Oh, that's the one you voted for. Yeah, <laughs> people. I might have voted for that one too. People love Big, so I'm a little surprised that one actually came in higher than Drive and Transporter. So some of the runner-ups were AVP and Freddy versus Jason. Actually, I'm wrong. I take it back. That's the one I voted. Me and Jasper did each throw one vote in on here. Some of the runner-ups were AVP and Freddy versus Jason. That was one of my favorite, just because it's such such a ridiculous... Like, they're not... Neither movie are among the better movies we watched this season. But mm-hmm. it's such a good, like, double feature of just ridiculous... What not to... Kind of what not to do when combining massive franchises... Because those movies, oh my, because those movies are what this show is. Let's take this franchise and this franchise and mash them together. So naturally, mm-hmm. we're going to take two mashed franchises and mash them together. But uh, anyway, also Krampus and Rare Exports of Christmas Tale. That dude, I was actually really pleased with that one. I think that was not just thematically with the Krampus like cross, just kind of tonally. I think that's a good mm-hmm. double feature. They're both kind of horror but they're both not entirely serious. I think Krampus is a little more goofy, but yeah, I, I that Krampus is kind of like, a, it was almost kind of like, I almost thought it was like, I'm like, is this supposed to be a comedy? Like it's kind of weird to have these people dying, you know, <laughs> and home alone and Die Hard got some love too. What didn't get any love is seven and Hellraiser. That surprises me, but I think the tie between those two is a little less obvious. Hardcore Henry and Crank 2 didn't get a lot of love, but I think it's just because those movies don't get a lot of love. Hardcore Henry was like really, the whole concept behind that movie was really good. Yeah, Hardcore Henry was was awesome. It was fun. Trick or Treat and Devil's Candy, I kind of get. People don't know Devil's Candy. And for the most part, I don't know that people know Trick or Treat from 1986. Uh, And then The Birds and the Deadly Bees. (laughs) That's one of my favorite pairings because of how stupid the title. It's, it's, It's this season's... Ants and the Wasp Woman. We have to have one of those every season, right? Where it's just purely mm-hmm. based on a title, a, a title pun or a, a title joke. And somehow that inevitably brings in just the worst movies we, we ever watch. Right. It's it's always the and then it just be the crap. Movie. The crap. <laughs> if it starts with the. 
and we we just put it in there because it's got like an animal or something we're trying to fit into a title, it's going to suck. You're right. I'm not saying the bird sucked. In this case, it's the deadly bees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get to these pitches. The fun part. Uh, how do you want to do this? So I know you have a pitch. Jasper, I have... Okay. Listener. Four-part series? No. A no. docu-series? No. A mini-series. ABC, we're airing it. <laughs> so if anybody listened to last season, if anybody's still around that listened to the last episode finale, episode 10, I read two massive, huge pitches that were a series. I started I started a series, and I promised two more on the Patreon. I eventually did a third. The fourth one is only half-written still. I never finished it. I overpromised, Jasper. Okay, listen, I overpromised. I'm super proud of like what I did. Overpromised and underdelivered. Way underdelivered. Well, what I delivered, I think, I overdelivered. Yes. <laughs> because do that third pitch is like 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes solid of me reading fan fiction. <laughs> me reading Buffy the Vampire Slayer slashed with Big Trouble in Little China slashed with The Thing and The Wasp Woman. What else did I put in there? Flash was in there. Highland. Like, dude, okay, it was solid. There was production to it. That said, it took a long time, and I did not have time to do the fourth one. It's half written. Someday that saga will complete. I will finish that saga because it tied all 16 movies that we talked about. But you know what? This season, I'm not doing that. I learned my lesson. (laughs) Not going that far. Okay, I learned my lesson. I'm not going to present to you four big pitches. I will present to you, however, no less than 12 pitches. I have 12 pitches, Jasper. 12 pitches. But they're like one-sentence pitches, okay? Let me call into work tomorrow. <laughs> they're one-sentence pitches, okay? These are not 20-minute-long stories. These are one-sentence pitches. You also have a pitch. We have a pitch from Jesse, and we have a pitch from Lee. Let's do like we did last time. Let's kick off with Jesse. I'm, I'm game. So we got a pitch. This is audio sent to us from Jesse Kiefer of uh this show it's got a really weird name i don't know what i don't really know what the name means i couldn't figure out how to spell it either i was decided i went to the website that they always talk about but who knows how to spell grolix so this is jesse from the grolix podcast he sent us this pitch <laughs> and we're gonna kick off with this uh so let's do it it's it's me it's jesse from grolix podcast.com hey hey i'm back again and and guess what guess what i did i brought this voice with me so it's back we're glad here we go anyways last time last last season i did i did a pitch it was a pitch about the future you you heard it you 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 lived it now now though now we're going to look at the past cuz we can't we can't do the same thing. No, no, no. We're going to go way back and we're going to look at one crazy character to see what went wrong. And, and it's a famous one. It's a famous character that, with, with a blacklisted actor. So, we got to recast it anyhow. So here, here's a movie. It, here's a movie that'll kill two birds with one stone. Or, 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 how about we kill 
seven deadly birds with with seven deadly stones. <laughs> that's that's right, kids. And by kids, I mean adults old enough for R-rated movies. Cause we're gonna tell the story of John Doe. And since Spacey, you know, Kevin, Kevin Spacey is off, you know, being an awful skeezy nutbag. Hey, let's let let's do uh, let's look at somebody younger. Let's let's look at John Doe's past. Well, well, it turns out John Doe has been all about punishing sinners. You know, like for a long time, and, and it all it all started when he was eight years old you know back back when he was little he he got you you guessed it you 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 did it you guessed it uh he got left behind he got left home alone and that's that ordeal changed him he learned he learned how to set elaborate death traps but but to you know to protect himself wink wink but the thing is, the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, they, they always seem to survive this, these traps that should have killed them. So then, so then later it happened again in New York, and, and, and Kevin got, he's gotten real bizarre, man. He starts <laughs> talking to bizarre sociopaths that someday become the president and bird ladies. And, and again, again he has to set a bunch of traps and almost kill and almost kill now they're the sticky bandits and uh well so anyways he never does kill people yet until here we go here's the new movie in the home alone franchise there's there's been five movies which which means which means there's a gap there's a gap between 5 and 7 get it so this movie, are you ready? Are you ready for stunt numbering? Because here it is, Home Alone 666, subtitle, <laughs> The Rise of Seven, o- only you spell it with the seven in the middle instead of a V. Oh my God. It's it's a story about how Kevin Spacey McAllister lost <laughs> all sense of identity, all, all in his pursuit this this pursuit of punishing the wicked, the wet, and the sticky bandits, and they come back. They do it. They they're the wet and sticky bandits who are sin, sinful, wicked, uh, and they come back and and they're gonna get him. They're gonna get him for real, for really real. This is the third time, so the real, real, real. They're gonna get him, and this time, this time it goes wrong. And Kevin, he does it. He finishes the job. And instead of being horrified, he likes it. He likes the power, and he 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 thinks he thinks that now now he can start his true mission, his mission to cure the filthy animals. And your favorite Christmas childhood movie. It just got real dark in here. Happy season two. It's so wow, man. Dude, that is so. First off, I like the production. <laughs> I love <laughs> Kevin Spacey McAllister. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god that that was that was intense. 
So when did you know, maybe you knew beforehand, when did you know it was Home Alone? He was bringing it in there. Kind of midway through. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh no, here we go. 666, the rise of... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you, Jesse. That was great. Oh man. That was a good pitch. I like that quite a bit. Oh my God. (laughs) Seven without the E. All right. So I'm going to follow that up with a couple, just a few of my pitches here. Quick pitches. Most of my pitches are basically like alternate double features that maybe we could have done. And since Jesse was talking about seven, I'm actually going to repitch a double feature that we did do. We did seven in Hellraiser. And I think I had actually even wrote part of that pitch out. I'm gonna repitch it because I got a new idea. This is here's 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 how it is. It's easy. Seven and Hellraiser, the seven deadly cinnabites. Different <laughs> cinnabite for every sin. And now, uh, and uh, that's how Spacey, or in this maybe it's Kevin Spacey McAllister opens a gateway without the puzzle boxes as he figures out how to summon these seven deadly Cenobites. There you go. Okay, my next pitch. No description. I don't think you need it. Jack Krampus. Make it happen. I can see it. Crank two an AVP. <laughs> because if you're gonna go if you're gonna be ridiculous, go all the way. I want to see Chelios raging on some aliens and predators. So following that train of thought, Hardcore Henry and AVP, first person action flick through Aliens versus Predator. Drive and the birds. The driver takes Irene and Benicio to, to, to Bodega Bay. <laughs> He's out for, okay. They're just out for a Sunday drive, find themselves in, in Bodega Bay. Dun, 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 dun. Are those birds? You see those birds, Irene? That'd be the weirdest movie ever. <laughs> like, Dude, how would you do it? Because drive is, music is so important in drive, but in the birds, there's no music. What? There has to be a moment when they're driving on the interstate, and every time he looks in his mirror to merge, it's got to do the dun 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 and, then he, and then the clicker comes on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, one more, and then we'll get to either your pitch or Lee's pitch. Home Alone and the Devil's Candy. So it's going to play out like Home Alone, except it's the big guy from the Devil's Candy instead of the the wet bandits trying to get Kevin. Because Kevin is the sourest candy. And then Kevin begins to hear the chanting. And then you take it from there. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let's do Lee's pitch. Lee's pitch comes to us via comments on a Facebook post I made. This is Lee Searcy. I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, Lee. I'm sure, pretty sure that's how it is. This is, I've actually seen Lee in person. I've spoke to him face to face, which is pretty rare amongst podcast people, it seems. So, but this is Lee. Uh, he does the Covert Nerd podcast, which is a good show. We've talked about it a bunch on over on the Grolix podcast. He has two pitches. The first one is Home Alone and Die Hard. So this would fit totally into the the episode we did and I'm suddenly regretting not thinking to ask Lee to come on that episode. Kevin grows up and goes evil. <laughs> See that 
that seems to be a, a common thing, right? With the Home Alone pitches, it's always right. Kevin going he goes evil. Evil. Well, he is kind of an evil kid, though. He is. Kevin grows up and goes evil, designing perilous ways to trap, torture, and kill the enemies for mobsters and drug lords. Oh, so he's doing this for mobsters and drug lords? After the events of Die Hard reach Kevin, he wants to use John McClane to test out his greatest creation, a funhouse reminiscent of Kevin's past full of dastardly devices. This is not too unlike my Home Alone Die Hard pitch in which it eventually turned into Saw but it was basically, I think mine was a little bit different. Mine was basically Home Alone 2, only Kevin never leaves New York. And uh, diehard Bruce Willis is a New York cop. So that's how he gets in that situation. But, oh, yeah, I want to see, I do, I want to see, I like that pitch because I want to see Bruce Willis, diehard Bruce Willis. I can't remember his character's name. It doesn't matter. It's Bruce Willis. Dieharding his way through a Kevin McAllister death trap. His second pitch, this is a brief one, the birds versus aliens versus predator. And he says, not sure if there's a pitch other than other than lots of battle between all three. Flying bird aliens, question mark? Flying bird, yeah. I, I want to see board. what happens when a chest burster comes out of a bird. It'd be small, right? Or it's got to be like, way, it's like a pigeon. And then it's just like totally bigger it's than the to, it's totally still like normal size, normal size chest burster comes out where it's like, wait a second. Where was that hiding? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lee. Everybody should go check out Covert Nerd Podcast. He does. It's an interesting show. He talks about nerdy stuff, but also a lot of stuff. Like I like his variation of topics and he's a smart dude. He has smart things to say. Jasper, what do you got? I think I think you're gonna like this. So I'm I'm ready. My body is. We ready. start off. We start off with the guy from Drive, okay, and he's driving. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> he's driving for Lyft. For for Lyft, okay. Yeah, he picks up a guy and two kids. Okay, the the guy is John McClane. Okay, <laughs> and it's and it's. <laughs> And it's the kid from Rare Exports and Krampus. Okay, they hear they hear a commotion. Okay, over on one in this plaza. Okay, this this Nakatomi Plaza. The guy from Drive is looking up top of the building, and he can't see what's on top. But there's just fire and stuff. And then it's on the dun, 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 dun. and then he drives them to the the building. Okay. So what what happens is. John McClane's like, I knew I was going to get called back here. So they go, and there's just all this commotion going on in the tower. They go into the tower. John McClane has a gun. The kid from Rare Exports has his armor and his gun, you know, his shotgun. And they give the little kid a pistol. And so what this turns into is is a siege movie, okay? And the building is full of the elves from Rare Exports. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then they have to fight their way through every floor. And then a little mini boss halfway up is Krampus from, from the Krampus movie. (laughs) But the whole time this movie is shot in the hardcore Henry concept. Okay. So you are John McClane. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You get to the top and then you fight the Santa from rare exports. What? Like he's like the boss. 
Yeah, he's the final boss. But we find out sitting atop his head between his horns nope. is the kid from Home Alone. Nope, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so the final battle is between them and... The, and All of them versus Kevin McAllister? Yeah, Kevin McAllister. I forgot his name for a second. Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. But he's the final boss. <laughs> wow. I'll, uh, yeah, I'd pay for that. I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I like it. So is he like, does he have some type of controlling power over, did he conjure the, the big he, he, cr- he Krampus? He behind the, the, the company that found him. Interesting. And, okay. And he was going, he has to be, he got him so he can eternally be a kid. Okay, and then the, I forgot to put it that the building has a bunch of traps in it that was supposed to lead up, and I forgot about that. But oh, okay, that's okay, that's okay. That made the Kevin McAllister uh, twist more twisty, more of a surprise. That was I like that. I like that. All right, do you want to hear my final pitches here? Yes, let's let's go. Okay, where did I leave off? More of my quick mini pitches: Hellraiser and Freddy versus Jason, mainly because Hellraiser and a Freddy movie could possibly work i mean freddie is a child a child murdering maniac and uh kind of fits into like the type of people that seem to end up uh conjuring cenobites and uh the cenobites would have such sights to show him so in a way it's like uh with without the love story freddie's kind of frank right (laughs) okay this one i like too this one actually works this works way better than a freddie in a hellraiser freddie versus jason and trick-or-treat because Sammy Kerr would fit perfectly into a battle between Freddy and Jason. And you've got the whole like fire, water, and electricity thing now. Right. I'm thinking he might team up with Jason because they have water fears. Water fears. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone and Jack. It's a sequel to Home Alone, but it's Jack and he's Home Alone. And I have a feeling Jack is not going to be as good at this as Kevin McAllister. Not a great pitch. Okay, I get it. They're not all. They're not nope, all I'm... good zingers. Listen, that's why. You, that's why you come to these pitch meetings with like twelve pitches, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, in case what goes wrong. You yep. have eleven backups. How about this? Home Alone and Freddy versus Jason. Instead of the Wet Bandits, it's Freddy and Jason. So, oh, dude, he de- <laughs> spoilers. He's dead. Nope. Kevin wins. Okay. <laughs> Don't know how. But... Are you serious? Your pitch well, had him masterminding this whole like tower of pain situation with Krampus and the Krampus's elves. Okay. Big and Drive. So Drive plays out exactly like it does, except at the end we continue following the driver cuz you know Drive he drives off and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Well, after the credits it comes back and we follow the driver as he drives out to a fortune teller machine. Out on a, you know, what is that called? Like a dock or something? What is that? A boardwalk. Like, yeah, out on a boardwalk. He asks to be put back to normal. And then the driver from Drive reverts to his normal, natural child state and returns home to his family. He was actually a kid in an adult body the whole time, which kind of makes the performance make a lot more sense. (laughs) It does. And my final one, this is just because... The Transporter and the Deadly Bees. 
it's going to suck. <laughs> That's it. That's my description. It's going to suck. It's, it's just going to suck. <laughs> it's just the transporter and the deadly bees. Well, why? It's going to suck. That's not, you're not answering my question. That's the description. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just going to, it's going to suck. <laughs> uh, I think those uh, transporter might not have been my second lowest rated, but those are among, I think my lowest rated movies. So yeah. I really like Lee's and I really liked Jesse's. Yeah. The submitted pitches were great. This episode's going to be a little short and I think partially because the last episode we did was our new year special in which we probably talked about a lot of stuff we might've otherwise talked about this episode because we looked back at 2018, the, the show in 2018 as a whole listener. If you haven't listened to that one, you should check that one out because we do talk a lot about what we want to do this coming year on the podcast. Jasper, what are your thoughts going into season three? I think, I think we should do more. Um, I want to kind of say blockbuster movies or like more known movies maybe. But then again, I also kind of want to do not well-known movies. All obscure, all samurai, all the time. <laughs> all weird movies that no one knows about. Uh, we're, I'm not going to – I don't think we're going to stick to this the whole season. But one thing I do want to kind of do is I want to pair much more recent movies up with older movies. So we're not doing like a bunch of pairs of movies from the 80s and the 90s. So that we'll do like something from this year or a year ago or two years ago and something from the 70s or something like that. You know, I think that might make the cinematic universes more interesting, more challenging, more unique and, you know, a variety of different kinds of movies. I think this season, I think that'd be good. Maybe, maybe even some Tarantino finally. <laughs> You have two people asking for it now. <laughs> I know. Jess. Okay. So Jesse mentioned Tarantino. It was Jesse, right? Yeah, Jesse did. And I was like, dude, Jasper's been asking for Tarantino for like six episodes, seven episodes now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do some Tarantino. I, I Listen, I love me some Tarantino and I don't know why I've been shooting it down mainly because, you know, it really shouldn't be, but it feels Tarantino's kind of hard to pair with stuff. Which is odd because like his movies are such a mesh of so many different other movies, really. You know, that might make for – maybe we'll do some Tarantino and like a movie that that movie is inspired by or something. That would make for super simple, I think, cinematic universes, which isn't fun. But I think from a point of view of like actually watching and talking and discussing and reviewing these movies, I think it'd be fun to have that perspective. That would be a cool concept. Ooh. I'm getting one. Ooh, I'm getting ideas. All Tarantino. <laughs> Tarantino. It's uh, Tarantino third season. <laughs> I do like that name, actually. It's, it's so stupid, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> the Grok Cinematic Universe, Tarantino. <laughs> well, it's better than my all samurai suggestion. <laughs> Hey, I'm in the Samurais, man. Yeah, but we can't do all Samurai movies because <laughs> those cinematic universes are already done for us because all the most most of the Samurai movies are based on like legendary characters, like pre-existing legendary characters, so in a way, they're all kind of tied together anyway. Right. It'd be kind of cool though to do like martial arts movies those and martial arts Samurai, whatnot. I have a pair that I think dude, I'm mhm mhm I have a pair of movies that I think is going to satisfy my samurai craving. 
and your Tarantino craving. Although if we ever do Kill Bill, is Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 one movie or two movies to you? I don't know. Uh, I've not watched them yet, but... Wait, wait, wait. It's, what do you mean? I've never watched Kill Bill. How? <laughs> the look I am getting right now, listener, you should see. It's more bewilderment than anything. How have you never watched Kill but, Bill? I don't know. This is um, ridiculous. <laughs> How have you never watched Kill Bill? Well, because that came also that came out when my mom was like, "Oh, don't you can't watch that movie. It's too gruesome." Last week, last month, <laughs> you're a no, you're a man. Let me say, let me say this though. My buddy at work just gave me Kill Bill one and two on DVD. On DVD, really? Mm-hmm. I, I forget people still watch DVDs. DVD's dead, Jasper. DVD's dead. Well, is it on Netflix? Probably not. Are they widescreen at least? Sure. You don't even know what that means, do I don't you? Know. I'll, I'll have to look. I know what widescreen means. It means a widescreen. <laughs> if they're not widescreen, not don't watch them. By nine. Yes, if they're not widescreen, if they're not, if they're like, if it's square, if the picture is square, Jasper, don't watch them. I will get you good copies. <laughs> I have them both on Blu-ray, which is also kind of a dead medium too, but it shouldn't be. That is kind of a dead medium, dude. It surpass. It's the one after. DVD, Mr. DVD Haver. <laughs> hey, it's the only two DVDs I own now. Well, I, I think. Th- I still have a bunch, but they're in boxes. I should have sold them off when you could still get money for DVDs, but I was like, that's my collection. Right. I can't believe you have. What Tarantino have you seen? Django. Okay. Um, from Dust Till Dawn. That's not really Tarantino, but it is. Okay, no, it's not. No, it's it's, not. Okay, no, no, no. Listen, listen, you're not wrong. You are wrong, but you're not wrong. He didn't direct it. So I don't personally count it as a Tarantino because he didn't direct it. But he's all over the that thing. Upcoming Star Trek. His, <laughs> his filthy, creepy Tarantino mitts are all over that thing. You have not seen the upcoming Star Trek. I don't believe – I'm not going to believe that until you see it, it? it happens. Yeah. I don't believe he would do it. Oh, I can't think of other names. Okay. So here's what we got. Tarantino movies. Reservoir Dogs. I've seen parts of that. I remember parts of that. I mean, I've seen it, but I remember parts. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Need to see that. What do you mean? That's like his biggest one. What do you mean you need to see it? I haven't seen it yet. How the f*** have you I've... not seen Pulp Fiction? Are you, are you kidding me? Jasper, no wonder you're like, <laughs> we need to watch Tarantino because at least you recognize that you need to watch the motherfucking Tarantino. Yeah, dude. Okay, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Brown. Dude, there was not going to be any bleeps until I discovered you've never watched Tarantino. Jackie Brown. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that at one at all. That one's I've not seen. Su- that one's Pulp Fiction. Oh god, Pulp Fiction. That one's. I can't believe you've never seen Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown is not as super surprising to me, but what's after Jackie Brown? Uh, Kill Bill, I believe, were the ones after Jackie Brown. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Seen that. One okay. of my favorites. It's good. How can you not watch Pulp Fiction? Uh, <laughs> you coming back to that? Uh, okay, Django. Uh, Hateful Eight. Yes, I've seen that. Okay, good one. That's it. That's his movies. Oh no, Death Proof, which was part of the Grindhouse double feature. Not seen that one. Almost did. I did want it. I wanted to see it when it came out. And never got to. I got a slight hot take. Actually, between the two movies, Death Proof. And the Robert Rodriguez movie, which was, what was it? I believe that was the last movie they were going to show 
at the drive-in over here in Council Bluffs. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the Robert Rodriguez movie called? I can't remember. I actually like that one better than Death Proof. Anyway. Was that the one where she had the machine gun like? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. Uh, Death Proof is not. Death Proof is the other one with the chicks in the cars. Um, but the Robert Rodriguez one, who did do From Dust Till Dawn, he did that other one. That's the one with the girl with the machine gun leg, Rose McGowan. But, okay, well, dude, you know, to be honest, season three might be season Taron Threno. <laughs> I didn't realize that season three might be time to school Jasper. And that sounds real condescending, and I don't mean to be. You know, I am in shock that you hadn't seen. Planet Terror was the other one. Yeah, Planet Terror, that's what it was. Thank you. Thank you. I am in utter shock that you have not seen the biggest Tarantino movies, the movies that, like, launched him. But you don't take it too hard. I'm just Mainly, it's like a fun thing to be like, you haven't seen this? Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, Maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about. Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were. Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So, listener, you should definitely check out, and I'll include a link in the show notes, a post I made on GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. The post is titled, Grawlix Cinematic Universe Season 2 Poll. It's more than just the poll. Obviously, after this episode, the poll will not be... You'll be able to look at it, but it won't be, you know, you won't be able to vote on it. But I included stuff like recurring actors, the highest and lowest rated movies that we voted on this season... And some, like, nerd numbers, nerd numbers, <laughs> numbers, nerd numbers, and some, like, budget stuff. So check that out. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Of course, man, your pitch was awesome. I love the production. Thank you, Lee. Your input is always awesome. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you, Randy. Jasper, where can people find you if they so desire? You can find me on Twitter at Caranzo Media, which is K-O-R-A-N-S-O media and you can find all my thoughts and prayers for season three right there thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers you can find me at randall sylvie on twitter it's r-a-n-d-a-l-s-i-l-v-e-y or go to randallsylvie.com and that's got links to pretty much all my other stuff but really what you should be focusing on is grawlixpodcast.com or grawlixpodcast on twitter it's g-r-a-w-l-i-x podcast uh, we're also on Facebook, and you should hit up our Facebook group because we've actually been posting in that quite a bit. Having a good time? <laughs> Having a good time. Having a good time. Uh, Having a, a good time. Just go to grawlixpodcast.com slash group. That'll forward you there. Also, dude, we, we've been pumping out gameplay videos like crazy. I'm currently in the middle of Judge Dread, Dread vs. Death gameplay. It's a lot of fun. I'm also in the middle of a Stranger Things The Game gameplay, which I've been streaming live on the Facebook page. Jesse's in the middle of Bendy and the Ink Machine. And I have some other cool stuff coming up soon. And you should check all that out. Oh, and something else, you know, and you're going to hear about it all the way up into June. The Grolix Podcast, and of course, by proxy, 
GCU, well, I'll be there. We're going to be at the Ocon Expo 2019. It's formerly the Ocomicon in June, I think 28th through 30th or something. I'll have to get exact dates on that. Grox Podcast and GCU will have a table there. We will be there. We will have a booth. We'll have an official presence in their pod podcast pavilion area, which is right by the front doors, I guess. And uh, you can come say hi to all of us. We're all going to be there. Jesse's going to have his own. He always does an artist booth, but he'll pop by. But me, Jasper, Grog's Podcast Melanie, we're all going to be there for three days in person. Yes. I'm excited. I am too. I'm, I've never been to this one. I've always wanted to go. I've never had the time off, but to be there for the podcast is, I think it's going to be awesome. I plan on, cause I'm me, I plan on recording like podcast bits and pieces through the whole thing. So come be on a podcast with us. That'd be awesome. Okay. So that's it. How do we end this? Oh yeah. We just fade out. We probably faded out already. Faded out. Talk about our table. Oh Ocon, excuse me. Don't don't fade out at don't fade out but, during the important stuff. Just... Meanwhile, like later in the week, I'm sitting here editing this and I'm just like, dude, I faded out forty five minutes before you ever got to that. <laughs> right. We we had to cut the short. all in the wrong this is such a mess jasper this is why we don't record at two in the morning <laughs> right.